0: Welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. We're doing another bonus episode. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today is the homie, Trevor. What's going on? What's up, man? Uh, I feel like I haven't been playing any video games, to be honest, besides this game in Rocket League with you. Even in quarantine? (laughs) Even in quarantine. I don't know. I just, honestly, I feel I'm a little disappointed in myself because I haven't been playing... As much video games as I feel like I should be with all this quote unquote free time I, I should
1: have. I've been playing too many video games. <laughs> I actually finished Guacamelee 2 mm-hmm. and got a good percentage of it done too. I don't know if I'll go back and and get 100% completion, but I'm probably about 80%. Have you played the first one? Oh, yeah. I played it on Xbox. Okay. And I got this one on Switch just because it was on sale. Are you, um,. I remember telling
0: you, have you picked up the uh, Streets of Rage 4 on oh, Game Pass? Oh,
1: no, I, I need to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah I, literally, it's just, I have I play Gorgoa, I play Rocket League with you every now and then, and I've been playing Breath of the Wild still, and I'm, like, doing all the DLC in that game now, and then I'll probably knock out the fight with Ganon, because I still haven't done that yet. But other than that, yeah, I haven't I've really been... been Playmaking been alternating
1: unique. between Breath of the Wild and um, Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So it, it's been a good month. It's been a good month. Productive <laughs> month, that's good. Um,
0: well, uh, this bonus cast, this was, I guess, your choice? I mean, this was a game that was on my list. It was a game you had previously played, and you were down to play it again. Yeah. So, we decided, hey, let's play it. So, why don't you
1: go ahead and give the introduction so, for this bonus game, we are discussing Goragoa, and it is a puzzle game that was published by Annapurna Interactive, which um, is probably familiar to some of our listeners, because they've published a few games that we've talked about on the podcast before, and I know I've played several of the games that they've published. We talked about What Remains of Edith Finch, talked about... It was another
0: one, I remember looking at the list, it was What Remains of Edith Finch, and, I mean, you just recently played uh, Journey.
1: Yeah, I recently played Journey. I played Donut County, Gone Home, Florence. And one of our upcoming
0: games is on this list, too. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and there's another game on a, <laughs> that they published that is another game that I'm like, I might put that on a feature list, so...
1: And I had assumed that they... The only thing they published were um, like mobile games, but I guess they do ports because Journey came out in 2012, but it's listed under 2019 for them. I guess they ported it to Windows and iOS.
0: I mean, and all that Kentucky Route Zero, because that was originally PC only, and then they came out with it with the TV edition or something. Hmm. And that's the one that's the one on consoles. It might be there there for them.
1: But yeah, it was published by Annapurna Interactive, and it initially released on PC, Switch, iOS... PC, Switch, and iOS in December 2017, and then it later released on PS4, Xbox One, um, as well as Android and Kindle Fire in March 2018. And just to kind of give you a background of like where I got some of the information from, um, when I was in grad school... I don't know why, but I got really into, like, game development talks. So I would listen to a lot of, like, GDC videos of, um, like, independent game developers kind of talking about their um, their process for developing games um, from, like, the developers, the programmers, um, the artists, the composers. Um, it was really interesting to me, so that was one thing I looked for. Um, like after I played this game just because of how interesting the game is and there's quite a few interviews um, for him but this game was developed by a single developer by the name of Jason Roberts. Um, he was a former software en- engineer who quit his job and he had no prior game experience um, and decided to, to start working on this game and he ended up hiring composer Joel Korlitz who was also the composer on The Unfinished Swan, which was on the uh, either PS3 or PS4. I can't remember. Um, but Jason Roberts worked on the game for five years, and it was initially on a custom-built Java game engine, but then he later ported it to the Unity game engine for accessibility um, in order to you know get it on as many platforms as possible. Um, the game is just kind of describe the game. It's like a, it's, it's a puzzle game that's you're basically looking at movable panels on a two by two grid. And the style of it came from a lot of different influences. And, and I'll start talking about a couple of them. Um, as far as the art style, um, it was inspired by Scottish painter, David Roberts, which I'm, I don't believe has any relation to the the developer. Uh, French artist Gustave Doré. And as well as Byzantine art. And I believe that was from some of Jason Roberts' travels in Istanbul. And then there were also like some literary influences that Jason Roberts had. Um, The Mysteries of Harris Burdick by Chris Van Allsburg. And... And there were some other books, and they're basically books where the reader has to kind of take what they're given and piece together the story for themselves. Um, Another influence is uh, The Fool's Errand by Cliff Johnson, um, which was a game, it was another puzzle game that's basically like a a grid picture puzzle, which uses uh, tarot cards and then he also was influenced by puzzle books and adventure games like Myst, um, and other games like that that have kind of a sense of mystery, and then I remember him saying Eco, um, which was developed by, um... Uweda. Uh, you talking about, that? wait,
0: no, I'm thinking of Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. uh,
1: yeah, wasn't that Same the developer? the guy's name? Yeah. Um... So, um, that was a huge influence on the game as well. So it's it's kind of like a big mashup of a lot of things. But if you play the game and then look at some of those influences, you can immediately see like, oh yeah, this is you know. If you look at some of the um, the paintings um, I, and yeah, I architecture, say. <laughs> you know, you can you know easily point out the influences um, and references um, in their artwork. And so when Jason Roberts began working on this, he initially started building a card game, and he used that to create the structure of the gameplay, which he never actually completed the card game, Um, but he applied that idea, or he applied the idea of card tricks um, to the idea of a jigsaw puzzle, which is pretty interesting. And even down to the sound effects, he wanted to make the interactions even feel like, like you were picking up jigsaw pieces or cardboard and placing them. Um, So there was a lot of, um, um, a, a lot of tactile input, um, when putting this game together, um, the way he not only wanted to make it look, but the way it feels too. He tried to make the puzzles clear and concise without allowing the player to accidentally stumble upon any of the solutions. And I guess we can talk about that later once we get into um, some of the, the gameplay. Um, so to go further into the art style, um, he wanted it to mimic concept art. He really liked how um, it was kind of loose and looked static at first glance, but then once you interact with it, um, it can reveal like the magic trick and everything that was in the game is hand-drawn scanned, and then cleaned up in Photoshop, and there were certain animations that he actually utilized rotoscoping to do. Um, he was more interested in the interaction and arrangement of the panels than an actual sequential story, story. Um, so he wanted that was a part of the mystery um, that he got from a lot of the puzzle books and adventure games that he was influenced by because he wanted to allow the, um, the player to create their own interpretation of the story. And I think that's it as far as, like, influences and background. Um, The game released uh, to mostly positive reviews and currently has a 91 on the iOS Metacritic score. It won the Visual Design Award at the 2012 IndieCade, the Excellence in Visual Art Award at the 2014 Independent Games Festival. Uh, Eurogamer ranked Gorogoa 49th on its top 50 games in 2017, and Polygon ranked it 35. It won Best Mobile Game and the Innovation Award at the 18th Annual Game Developers Choice Awards, and along with other numerous nominations at other video game um, award shows. And I think that's that's pretty much it as far as the intro. I don't want to get too far into the story. Okay, um, what'd you end up playing it on? I played it, so the first time I played this game, I think I got it around the time it initially released. I played it on my phone, and I think I was just playing it, like, on my lunch breaks at work, and then, um, for, to play it, when I played it for this podcast, um, I played it on my iPad, just because it has a bigger screen. So I played it on
0: PC, and I also wanted to know, so you said you first heard about the game through, like, listening to, like, game developer conference
1: like discussions and is it i don't remember exactly how I found out about this game um but like whenever i play indie games depending on how interesting they are i kind of you know look it up a little bit just so i can see if there's like any game developer talks which for indie games there usually are Mm -hmm. um And so I listened to to one of his and and went back to that same interview to kind of put this intro together.
0: Gotcha. I, um, so I, I don't remember when I first heard about this game. I I mean, I've been listening to gaming podcasts since 2010 and so they inevitably have talked about this game, but the only thing I could ever remember about the game was the, the name and I don't know what it was about the name Gora Gora Goa, but it always stuck in my mind as like prominent. And anytime I would look it up, I was always struck by the that eye. Like oh, yeah. I, I I Googled I just Google searched or image searched uh Gora Goa and just something about that eye was always like I was like I, some someday I'm gonna play this game. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I don't know what it was. It was always striking to me. And then, like, I I went to the, um, to the wiki page, or I forgot where I saw it now. Um, but I had saw something that he purposely, like, um,
1: chose the name. Let's oh, see. yeah, that was in my, um, my thing, too. I don't think I even mentioned yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, so Roberts adopted the title
0: gora from a name he invented from an imaginary creature in his youth. He chose it for the game because it was not part of any existing language, wanting the game to be accessible to anyone, regardless of language, and therefore also choosing not to add any any being language to the, to the game. And that was one of the first things that I, like, I don't know, like, I felt like I love how accessible this game is. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it, it definitely is a puzzle game. Um... I feel like it is very, very, like, I don't want to say it, like, in a demeaning or meaning it's too easy, but it's accessible in a very, like, straightforward, simplistic way, if that makes any sense. Like, there was no... I remember when I started the game of the thing, I was like, okay, cool, like, I might... I knew it had to do with panels, and I remember, like... Getting those little, like, you know, three by three or four by four, like, little toys when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, the little and I used to suck at those. Stuffers. <laughs> yeah, and I used to suck at those. So I was thinking it was going to be like, I got to create a picture, you know, and then I'll go on to the next level, like, in all, all the screenshots I saw. But, like, also, I noticed, like, all the screenshots, like, the images are vastly different. So there's something weird or, you know, like, Something different about this game So I remember like starting the game up And I'm like okay like this tutorial It has to really explain this Because I'm not really getting it when I look at the Like just image search of this game And It was super intuitive right from the jump To me Like super like There was no like I don't think there's any text in this game Like in in the sense of like there's not a menu
1: Is there? Um, no, it just kind of... Just starts. A, it starts with a panel in the very center, and then once you click on it, it goes into it.
0: Yeah, and, like, that was very striking to me, especially, like, I feel like of everybody on the cast or whatever, I feel like me and you are usually the most appreciative of a good tutorial. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the very first thing that struck me about this game was there's, like, no tutorial, and I'm playing, like, a puzzle game, and I guess maybe because I was thinking of some of the, like, Baba is you... And just, like, how, like, the game started and you didn't realize you were being in a tutorial.
1: And see, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing it's the same on PC. But on mobile, the tutorial part is basically them instructing you to just start touching and moving stuff. Mhm. Whereas, like, on PC, you don't really have that same... Like tactile, like action. You're clicking. You know? Yeah. You're you're basically clicking, but like when you're playing it on on your phone or, um, I don't even know if Switch would it be? Is it touchscreen on Switch? It it um, shoot, I'm guessing it would be.
0: Yeah, there it is because I have a stylus.
1: Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. Like, and like I was saying in the intro. He wanted it to have that feel like you're you're actually picking up jigsaw puzzle pieces, and moving them around. And so, one of the
0: things like when I normally I always have my um, when I when I play Steam I always play a uh, big picture mode, and um, I always have my PS4 controller plugged in to my PC. And when I started this game up like, I was using keyboard and mouse, but then I was like, let me see what this is on controller, and it said no controller support for the game, mm. and I was like, oh, that's that's weird, and then and I realized what I had to do, I'm like, oh, I mean, that's fine, and, like, I actually, I think because he takes those influences, like you said, from point-and-click adventure games as well, mm-hmm. that it really wasn't a, a big deal, and so it wasn't like, um, you maybe you lose on the tactileness of like it feeling like a literal puzzle in front of you, but it just makes it seem more like a point and click adventure game. in, in, in to me, yeah. so I didn't feel like I was missing out or
1: anything. And I think I actually remember how I stumbled upon this game. Mm-hmm. So back when I was looking for games to play on my lunch break, I went and revisited all of the the room games. I don't know if you ever played those. On your mm-hmm. phone. So they're basically like the Are you saying room, like R U N E? R O O M the Room. The room. Okay. And they're basically these mobile um kind of like escape room type puzzles. Um, like the first one that you can um play, it starts off with like a, a box and you have to use clues like around the box in order to get inside of it and pull out compartments and and then that's kind of how you progress through the game is kind of like an escape room flipped inside out where like you're trying to get in and then I think some of the the sequels to to that series actually do become like escape rooms where you're looking around the room for like keys and combinations um, in order to progress and that was kind of how I stumbled upon this game, because I was looking for, like, puzzle games on your phone, and this one was suggested.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so, like, the thing that struck me, and I feel like this is, like, I think puzzle games is the one game that I, I think maybe I would say this for, but, like, you don't want to feel like you're, you want the game to teach you how to play the game, you don't need a tutorial in the sense of like, and this, the objective of this game is this and this and this. And I feel like good puzzle games, they just kind of drop you in mm-hmm. and you just hit the ground running. And I, I don't like that in, in like any other genre of game but puzzle games for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, because usually with puzzle games, there shouldn't be too many mechanics. And if there are, they're mechanics that you pick up along the way yeah yeah um whereas like any other game you start off with a certain number of mechanics unless it's like if it's a platformer you almost instinctively know like hey press you know press A to jump you know run by holding down um right um so certain things like that don't necessarily need tutorials but um if it's a game with a lot of mechanics then then, yeah, I could definitely see that. But for something like this, especially as, as simple or simplistic as it is, I think a tutorial would take away from it. Isn't it kind of even
0: like. The thing is, though, like, we keep saying, like, because I said it too, like, simplistic, but I don't necessarily feel like this game is. easy. I don't it's, think it's difficult. This, it's not the. Hardest puzzle
1: game I've ever played, or anything like that. This but game there is, is, huh? I was gonna say this game is an onion. It, it's got it layers. Has layers. I, I think the the complexity <laughs> is in its layers.
0: I I agree with that. So,
1: um,
0: the the basically the objective or purpose of the game is um, you're you're a boy and. You're just seeing him through these panels, so it's not like you're controlling this character or anything like that. Because, like as Trevor said, like your entire view, this entire game is a two by two grid, and um, you can manipulate uh, the panels on the grid, and you can move them, um, and uh, you can click in on some of them. Sometimes you can zoom into them. Sometimes you can zoom out. You can. Uh, focus on a specific image. You can maybe sometimes pan across a single panel. Like maybe there's two or three images within a, a panel. Um, and you're basically... The, the, the plot is is this boy sees this... He has this uh, encounter with this divine monster. And I think at some point he sees some imagery that he has to uh, collect like five...
1: Fruits? It, it, it's almost like one of those um, those hieroglyphs that's, like, like, telling you, okay, this is, you know, this is how you summon... This the, great, powerful being. Yeah. And it is basically showing these five uh, different colored fruit over a bowl. And it's... And the way it's done is very minimalist. Like, these... Like they don't even look like fruit. They almost look like, I think in the image they they look like little flames or something. That
0: are like even sometimes they look they look like balls, like mm-hmm. just like f- five different colored balls. almost and they're almost they're set up like the Olympic rings as well, just not inner inner right. uh, overlapping. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Uh, I, I did know this was his first game, and and I. I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but it does seem like he took just a lot of different things that he liked and threw it into one project. Mm-hmm. In a good way, though, that I think it, I think everything works. Like I was looking when you were citing some of his influences, I and I just kind of said like I definitely on PC definitely felt like a point and click adventure game, but then seeing like the the paintings by um, David Roberts, I was like oh, this dude uses a lot of doorways and, like, Mm -hmm. archways and and things in his his, uh, paintings. And this game features a lot of doorways and using that to solve puzzles or move one character from one panel to the next panel. And uh, so I was like, okay, I definitely see that. And I was looking at some of the other uh, artists, like, uh, I think you said Christopher Manson. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I was like... Okay, I see all of this. <laughs> and the um but yeah, like he he so like the, the boy sees this I don't it maybe it was an offering. It's it's pretty ambiguous and that's another thing that I appreciate about the this game is how ambiguous everything is in the game where you can see like Trevor Said like, oh, like sometimes these things are fruits, sometimes these things are balls, sometimes these things are flames, and that like kind of imagery is always shifting and adapting d- depending on the setting and just where you're at. But um, you're 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 just basically trying to solve these puzzles in order to collect these five objects uh, in this bowl to basically sacrifice or offer up to this d- divine monster,
1: this creature. Yeah, and, like, especially in the earlier chapters, it looks like you're guiding the character towards the monster. So while you're collecting uh, these balls or these orbs, you know, you're moving towards the monster as well because it's, like, always there in the background. And then, like, what's cool about it is at the very beginning when it's kind of describing the monster, like, he's looking through a book to Kind of figure out what it is, and it's showing like an image. I think one of them is like a fish, um, the other one is like a, a barnacle or something, and they all kind of resemble this monster in different stages, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and like honestly, that's that's
0: really, I mean, there's a lot to the story, but it is also a lot up to interpretation, and I I don't really have a lot of questions like I normally do for episodes, uh, like we we normally do. But I will just I have two written down, and I was like, "Do you enjoy? Do you like the ambiguity of how the story is presented?"
1: I think the way, according to to the developer, he was more focused on the gameplay or the interaction of the game than he was the story and it definitely shows because it's it's not sequential like once you get later on once you get into um, some of the later, later chapters you don't know I mean know. you're seeing an older person Yeah, exactly you don't know if it's that same boy and he's looking at pictures of himself because it kind of shows like every now and then you'll be in like a, a thought bubble um, in one of the panels and you have to move throughout those or you'll be moving throughout pictures so you don't know if you know this is an old man looking back at him like is this something that happened in the past and this is him telling the story or transcribing the story it's you know I I appreciate that um because the focus is on the inventiveness of the the gameplay
0: let me ask you something so I played this game once, and I know there, I mean, the first time you played this game was what, like three years ago? Yeah. So, you probably did forget things, or your that experience?
1: There was one chapter that I struggled with, and I remember struggling with it the first time I played, and I still couldn't remember how to get it, like I eventually figured it out, um... But, yeah, it it gave me a little bit of trouble.
0: Well, I didn't mean in terms of difficulty, but I I meant in terms of how you uh, consume the story. So, like, I had done a little bit of reading on a a message board when people were talking about the story. And one person said, you know, the first time I played this game, I played it and I was mostly focused on the puzzles. And... um, you know, just solving those, and so at the end, this was my interpretation of the story, and I mean, obviously the same story plays out, but the second time I played the game, I was more focused on on looking at the details and things that are going on in the background and in the different panels, and this was my take on the story, and it it wasn't like it was drastically, like, the antithesis of what he originally thought, Mm -hmm. but like, it, it it's almost like the game is kind of replayable, despite the fact that nothing in the nothing changes. It's just how you look at the panels, especially if like like because I, I can definitely call put myself in that first camp where I was mostly focused on solving the puzzles. So just when I was looking up the story for this game. Um, and uh, reading some of people's takes on it And I was like why would they get that from this Or why would they get that from it And now I'm like man maybe I should play this a second time And kind of like pay attention to the panels A little bit more And look at some of the details And some of the intricacies That uh, are hidden That I didn't see at first glance Because I was focused on trying to solve a puzzle
1: Yeah and I definitely did that Playing it playing through it the second time Because you start looking at some of the details Like the images in the books Because there are some things that you can't interact with. Like, you can zoom in on them, but it's not a part of the solution to progress in the story. Mm -hmm. But you can still, like I said, you can still zoom in on it. And looking at some of those images, you know, you see a a lady holding up a, you know, a bowl um, with one of the fruit in it. And it's, it's like, okay, is, you know, are all these fruit or orbs like different religions or it's, you know, it kind of makes you think about those, those kinds of things. And then in one chapter, when you see like different images, it's almost like a, a family tree and, and you start thinking like, okay, is this, you know, a family migrating or, or showing, you know, how they moved regionally.
0: I I know like when I saw like Initially when I was seeing the old dude I was like oh that was like a family member of this guy Mm -hmm. Or this kid you know And it wasn't until later where you're seeing like You never see I mean you just see A a, a male character And sometimes it's like you know Maybe a teenager age or sometimes it's an, An adult or sometimes you know And it's just like I never read it as The same Person until later on in the game Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I were to go back and now and see the beginning, where you're just seeing that older guy, instead of me thinking, "Oh, this is like a family member or a grandfather," I'm like, "This is him," you know, and things like that.
1: And so, I guess this is a good time to to go into it. So, in one of the the interviews that I watched with Jason Roberts, he describes like the chapters, which. According to some of the walkthroughs, there are six chapters. There's chapter one, which is kind of like the tutorial level, which is introducing you to the gameplay, um, but then when you actually get into it, the second chapter is based on the red orb that you're trying to get, and he described that one, and he used, he tried to use one word to describe each chapter, and for that one he said sacrifice. For chapter three, it was the green orb, and he described that one as rejuvenation, did chapter you? Ha- I'm four. sorry. Did you happen to have the second? What did you said for the second one? Um, you said red was sacrifice. What was this? the second? Was green? Green rejuvenation. Rejuvenation. Yellow. Um, chapter four is inquiry or research. Blue was faith, and I think he he didn't directly say faith, but he he kind of described it in that way, like spirituality, almost. Or well, more more so the the mechanical nature of it. And then chapter six um, was the purple orb, and he described that one as construction.
0: Okay. And yeah, so I was thrown off because when you said chapter, you said the the red one, and I was thinking, okay, that's chapter one, because that's the first one. And then so I got caught off guard when you were saying the numbers, but then it was like, oh, the third chapter, but the second fruit. Right. So my bad. Yeah, um,
1: and that was just going off of this um this walkthrough I found while I was trying to find images of each of the chapters to kind of remember um, you know, what definitely. you're doing in them.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I I I'd be interested, if we can we can talk about it a little bit at the end of this, but like there's depictions of war, of like uh, like what else? Um destruction, um rebuilding there's peace like it looks like there's different times of like like at some point it looks like he's in the past like you know mm-hmm. antiquity or like there's like old like almost looks like Grecian statues and then there's times where he's like oh there's like a telescope or I guess that's not really new like a, a, a trolley or you know so it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to kind of place like when or where this is which I, I, I really like that as well um, I don't. I don't necessarily think that it's supposed to mimic or you know be an actual place. It's a fictionalized place, but it's just kind of interesting. And I also like that the fact that there's some ambiguity, eh, ambiguity in this game, and like it still like we all we have our different interpretations of it, and there's no. None of it has to do with we've read something in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mis- re- reading something one way or whatever, there's absolutely no dialogue in this game. So everything you're seeing is through
1: pictures. Um, yeah, and even even with that, when you're going through, like, some of the levels, he's... I'm trying to think of how I can describe it. He's made it so that you don't know... Whether or not these are fictional um, or fictitious um, like settings, because you might be going into a a painting or an etching on a you know a, a, a vase or something. Um, so you know these could be um, actual places. Like you know he's it said he was influenced by his his travels in Istanbul, um, but. You know, also the character that you're um, guiding may not necessarily be from that country. You know, they kind of made that ambiguous too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just like where he's at in any given moment too, because like, like you said, like sometimes you don't know if this is taking place in a thought Mm -hmm. or in a just it's in a location because of a painting, or if it's actually like where this person lives. Taking place in the present day, or whatever you know. Yeah. Um. Did you say you had a uh, chapter by chapter? Yeah, I can send you that link. Okay. Because I I was just gonna say if you wanted to
1: just lead it. Okay. And I don't want to give away too much of. Yeah, we don't have to give away too much.
0: I I just mostly just. I I really there's like stand up puzzles for me Mm -hmm. that I just really really enjoyed. And I kinda wanted to just more so like, oh, would you think did you like chapter one? And what was like a, a highlight if 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 there was one,
1: it doesn't have to be one for every. Because I kinda well, just had like we can just a, talk about our favorites then. We don't have yeah, to. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that then. Yeah. Um, you can go first. Uh, I sent you the link. Um I really, really,
0: really like chapter I think it was chapter three. I wrote chapter three I mean, this was up to, or I shouldn't say chapter three, but the third fruit. So the yellow fruit mm-hmm. that was my favorite chapter because I really liked the the using the. I mean, I guess it was a moth, or yeah. like it looked like a butterfly, but I guess it was a moth because it was attracted to the light. But I really like all the puzzles that had to do. With that, and I really also enjoyed that like clock that you had to use the heater and the magnet in order to get the the hands in the right position, and yeah. so you had to align the panels in a certain way. You, do you remember what I'm talking
1: about? Oh yeah, um, that
0: that was maybe my favorite. I, I just I, I really 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 liked that chapter. I think this was also the chapter where you had to get the guy. He started in the top left picture. And he had to work your way down from like like across five different photos.
1: Oh, those may have been two separate chapters, because that's that's actually my favorite chapter. Oh,
0: I have that as the yellow it says chapter four yellow. Huh. Okay, yeah, then I guess I thought that was the when you say one the moth
1: too. you're you're talking about it was it was inside of that glass case. Yeah. And then you have to free it. Yeah, I think that's a different chapter. Oh uh, well, yeah, that one's chapter three and then Chapter four, I believe so. I don't know this. This guide is a little confusing. It is. Um, Anyways,
0: the anything that had to do with that moth, I really, I really dug. So you said you like the one with the having to move
1: the people across the different paintings. um, Yeah, that one, and yeah, because that was the. I think that was like a longer chapter too. Um, because you're starting off. You know, going through the frames... Actually, let me go back because um, the chapter you were just talking about, the one you said it was your favorite, mm-hmm. um, one of the puzzles, and I remember this moment um, when I was playing it initially, um, when you are... You have one panel and you're looking at like a... Um, not a skyline, but it's just like a series of buildings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then another panel you're inside of that room and you have like a stack of books, like you're basically looking at a bookshelf and then you align like the shelf or I think there's like some boxes on the shelf with the buildings and like the cloths that are hanging down line up with the banners across the Oh, room. yeah, yeah. That, that was like probably my favorite moment of this game. Like once that happened, I was like, man, this... This game is going places now. Yeah, I mean, I think...
0: So, like, it looks like that chapter was also the one where they started using... One of the things I really dug, besides how they utilized panels was... Or, like, doorways, was how they utilized those... When you moved an object and then... Well, it had a cutout and you could overlay it on top of another panel. Mm -hmm. And this is the one where they got super inventive with those really unique shapes. When you had to use, like, the... Um, and they had those Repeating imagery Of like um, Like that guy That kept climbing The stairs mm-hmm. And um, The the guy that was Moving that cart And picking it up Rolling it And it had that Little design on It's wheel yeah. Was and that just, the same Chapter? Yeah that's the Same chapter oh, okay. 4 Yeah that, that little Thing at the, the Little uh, thing it, mm-hmm. um, If you click it, You can click And drag The little slideshow
1: Okay From that yeah. link You sent me Well I guess Your favorite chapter Is my favorite Chapter too then Yes. Yeah Yeah <laughs> Those like, are like some of my favorite puzzles, like when you're dude. you're going around that circle and then even the pictures with the family members um, going through those. Like that was my favorite part of the game.
0: And then I had the the blue one was pretty dope too. Um I'm trying that was the one with the train station. I really yeah. dug bad. that. That was what? the
1: one I had trouble with. Like the first time I played it and this time. What part? I had to look up a solution for one. So there's one panel that you get to um, where you have like a tiny door and Uh you're full size. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, let me see. I'm trying to think of the solution. I'm not going to say it on here, but it, I don't know. For some reason it just like, no matter what I clicked on, I just could not find the solution. And I guess that was part of what the developer was saying when um, he said he wanted to make the game um, concise, but he didn't want you to be able to just stumble upon the solution accidentally. And it definitely shows on that level because, I mean, I, I remember the first time I played the game, I was just frantically clicking on everything on the panels that they gave you, and I could not find the solution. And I think I looked it up, but then when I played it again, this time... Um, I had trouble with it again but I was eventually able to figure it out so I didn't it wasn't that one for me it was the
0: ladder and like when you when you go through that doorway and you're sitting outside that building mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I see that ladder on the right but I can't get over there you're sitting at the doorway and it has the red ladder going up into nothing mm-hmm. and I could not for the life of me figure out like how the hell and it, I had to watch something and I was like oh, you climb down, like you climb up the ladder and then yeah. you purposely put the one underneath and I didn't know that. And and I should have put one and one to, or, you know, two and two together especially after how you found out how to do the door part but I just didn't for whatever reason. So, I don't know. I, but overall, I really like that level. I like that train, the train puzzle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like that. Um, so yeah, that, that 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 chapter was really cool. And then... Like, yeah, the really the only one... And I, I put the... I didn't really like the green one. Uh, the... The, um... Let me see. I forgot what chapter it was, but I, I had a little bit of difficulty with it. I think it was, um... The beginning of... Uh... It, the, the the one where you had to use the, um... Uh, like, I mean, it, it, it was... It was the uh, shelf puzzle. Like, I really liked it, but it was like, I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. And then I was like, oh,
1: I gotta... That's um, when it, where you have to like light the room.
0: Yeah, yeah. That one took me a little bit to get you like once I figured that out then it was like the game made sense. Yeah. And so it's like and that was why I was saying about the the tutorial earlier was that once you see what they have you do in that chapter then it like blows wide open like what the quote unquote rules are what's possible in the game. Um well shoot. I don't really have anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see, I'm trying to think of some other things. Oh, I meant to play the um the uh, the demo version of the game. Yeah, I did too. I, I
0: saw it and I was like, I should check this out. Like it was like the, the, the alpha of the alpha build or Yeah. It's like I'll have to do that. I don't know. I I have one other question. It, it is kind of a little bit story related. I mean, it is story related. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, what is your interpretation of the story? But I kind of, I don't really want to talk about it now. Just, you know?
1: Uh, why, why don't you want to talk about it now?
0: I Well, I mean, if we were kind of like, kind of saving, you do not want to say solutions for puzzles or whatever. So I kind of maybe don't want to... <laughs>
1: I mean, you can. Um, My interpretation doesn't have anything to do with the puzzles. Okay. uh, Like, as far as the story, I think it's a... It's someone... It's... The game is showing the player a person at different stages in their life. Mm Mm-hmm. And at certain times in the game, you can see, like... The character at a different age, or, see, I don't, it's hard to tell if the young person that you're navigating is the present, and you're looking into the future, or if, like, when you're this old person, or even the, um, um, like, the middle-aged man, you're whatever you're doing at your desk whether you're like reading or looking at photos you're kind of reminiscing on when you were that age mhm and so i think that's it, it may not necessarily be like the developer story but is is just you know these characters looking back on past experiences okay but, so yeah
0: so for me, I honestly, like I was like, I'm not really sure why is this boy keep seeing this, this creature and why what's the pull or draw to him wanting to do this. So like the entire time I never saw the old guy until the end as him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the end that I was like, oh, this guy um and, and I did see like the ruins and things and I, I, I did in my mind attribute it to like there's this beautiful creature that this boy is going after but like it's destroying or it's super powerful and destructive and um, the thing that like when I read what people were saying and like this makes more sense to me is um, they're saying the boy sees the creature reads up on it and he starts to obsess about giving it gifts but the creature turns it down and basically cripples the boy and quite possibly destroys the city or or world. Um, And as the old man, um, he's looking back through his memories and rearranging things, and he comes to terms with his experience and rearranges his thoughts and basically comes to grips and accepts... uh, uh, (sighs) Basically accepts the the actions of his uh, past self. And, um, comes to terms with them, and, um, because he has that journey of self-discovery, the dragon now fully accepts his, its sacrifice and releases him of his pain, which then he dies. And he gone, ascending to some type of heaven or nirvana, which also, I think there is like a little bit of a religious undertone to this game and some of, especially near the end of the game with some of the imagery that they use in the puzzles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I don't think this is the only interpretation of the game. Uh and I think that's one of the things that I like about the game is that there are no words and so there's no concrete way somebody can interpret this game
1: and even like the clues and I was just going to add even like the clues and stuff that are in the game or well, not necessarily clues but like the sketches and pictures and stuff are more so references to the puzzle and not necessarily the story
0: mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know like after reading it I was like man that's because it's like it was so surreal to play this game and not know precisely what's going on but still kind of feel a little bit of sadness Or sorrow at the end of the game. Like, it's like, I felt like... I don't know what happened, but I'm kind of sad.
1: Did you feel that way? Yeah, because... At the beginning, you're kind of... It's almost like you're confronting loneliness. Because there aren't any other characters around. You don't see any other people. Yeah. And then... You go through the chapter where you're looking at family members. And they're old photos. So most likely, the people in the photos aren't alive anymore. And then... Um, you're in the chapter where you're getting on the train and leaving, so it's it's like you're, you know, you're moving away. So all of these chapters, you know, capture these these feelings of sorrow.
0: Yeah, it was just like, especially just at the end too. It's like I get all the things, and then the next thing you know is everything's all burnt up. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know, like I I really do appreciate how open ended the game is. And I'm looking forward to like looking, delving a little bit deep, not deeper into other people's interpretations of this game in the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so do you have anything else?
1: I don't think so. It's, it's a short and sweet game. Um, Is it a great game? And did you have a great experience? It is a great game. Great experience. I wish there were more like it and I could play on my lunch breaks. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm with you. This this was a, I, I, I really I really enjoyed this game. Um I my only minor minor complaint
1: is I wish it was long I wish there was more. You know? And I was actually looking for more after I finished this game and ended up playing another game that was published by Anaperta Interactive, mm-hmm. which was Florence. I think came out um almost immediately after this one. Mm-hmm. It is more narrative driven there's not a lot of story to it. It's definitely worth checking out. It's even shorter. I want to say it's less than an hour. That was a game on one of my lists for like bonus casts yeah um i when I first played it, well i won't I won't go into that game. We're here to yeah. talk about Gorgoa. um but yeah, that was another game um I found when I was looking for more of this mm-hmm. I, I like,
0: honestly like I would love to see him make another video game and
1: I was looking for that I was like okay does this guy have another project because he said when he first started on this he didn't know it was going to take him five years but he said because of his inexperience he was basically learning from all of his mistakes
0: yeah. yeah How how long like he basically built this game himself the only people he hired on was a composer right right so okay, yeah. Because I was gonna say, did he like even hire anybody on at at some point, like maybe three years, four years in? But oh, guess not.
1: Maybe to to port the game over. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would love to see what the next project of his is because I especially like. I don't want it to be because I don't want it to be one of those games where it's like you only get that magic once. Like you know how like yeah, what art what like. Music is like you had your whole life To Of content to put together For your debut album Mm -hmm. So then that's why they always have that sophomore slump Is because you know Maybe you had 21 years of content To cull through for your debut album But then your sophomore album You have like a year and a half Yeah, You know and like I would love to see like Especially now that like I mean If he hasn't been working on anything Or isn't like a this is not his like Main, I mean, I guess it is his main job. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, about to say
1: he he quit his he quit. Yeah, that's what I'm like. <laughs> <make this>
0: <laughs> He's not yeah. like been through the ringer as far as like being ground down, the creativity uh, drained out of him for working on like a, you know, in the video game industry. Yeah, but it's also just one of those things where maybe the the magic won't strike a second time because it's like. Oh well you know Like I had all these Influences and everything And it, it worked in this game But then maybe he goes Into the second game Thinking he can do The same thing Having all these Different in, influences And then you just got A, 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 a mishmash of Trash I don't know <laughs> Wherever you're at Was it Dave Roberts Or no uh, Jason Roberts Jason Roberts I want to see The second game man This game was real cool I really dug this game <sighs> Is that it? You got anything else? Um, I think that's it for me. Okay. This, this game is... this It's up there. It's up there for <laughs> this year. A true puzzle game. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, where can people find
1: you at? Uh, you can find me on the internet at Lyric Unsung.
0: You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash potato salad. Um, let's see. We have... Our next game will be month of May, and that's going to be a fan one, so we will be playing Spec Ops The Line. I think that's the name of the game, right? Is yep. it the full title? I'll just call it Spec Ops, but... Yeah, Spec Ops The Line. Um, so... And sorry about my dog, This basically this entire episode, she's been <laughs> whining in the background. But, um... Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Um, you... You got anything, Trevor? we going to play some Rocket League? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're missed checkpoints and we're out. Peace.